0: the land of sky blue waters welcome to the soda pod you should join me here alongside the state of hoppy and thank you for joining us wherever and whenever you are listening how's it going man to be honest it's been a good weekend in general but
1: the fact that today sunday as we record this big news came out here for the gophers that has me just buzzing right now lj mooney committed coming out. Carrying the torch. Apparently, uh everyone's gonna have to become nicer uh to the Penguins since it's their little like junior tiddlywink league that is developing all of the best players for the gophers now.
0: Timbits the Timbits League, as we call it in Canada. <laughs> yes.
1: Between uh Cooley and his cousin, yes, Isha cousin. No, I know. Lee,
0: that's why my face lit up. I was like, I cannot believe Cooley has a cousin named Mooney. Now, when I, Alex McLennie made a tweet about it and I, I read it like first, like quickly um, as Mooley, And I was like, there's no fucking way he had Cooley as a cousin named Mooley. Then I reread it, and I was like, okay, okay. It's not that similar, but yeah, now it's, now
1: it's believable
0: because it's Mooney. <laughs> no, I know. But still, I was like, how crazy would that have been like that? that I don't know, anyways, Unbelievable. So that,
1: that's really just setting the pace for like, I'm good. Also, yeah. Logan Cooley. I had already forgiven you, but any potential ill will that anyone had held on to, hopefully this uh, pushes all that away because I got to imagine he had some level of uh, hand in getting this done.
0: A little bit, a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah. Well, and the Vikings won. So that's good. We're recording this after the Vikings game, half the fans are probably pissed about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Our boy, uh, our boy, Devin down in, uh, Louisiana. He, uh, he does a post game saints show. And even when they're winning his, the people calling in are angry. And I'm just like, this is just too funny. Well, He's rolling his eyes.
1: That's not what it is though with the Vikings. Now it's you're one and four. Everyone's looking at some of the stud quarterbacks in this draft. They're like, lose, please lose, especially oh, no. with Jefferson being out for at least four weeks could be as much as six from what we're seeing. So like, it's not that Vikings fan. I mean, They probably will find a reason to be miserable whenever possible, but there's at least some level of rational thinking to fans that are pissed off that we squeaked past the bears.
0: Right. And Joe is one of them. Joe's one of them. Joe's always
1: like that. He's in that mindset because that's what the flyers have converted him to just (laughs) sadness and hoping for future.
0: Hey, the flyers haven't looked too bad as of late two, two games in.
1: Yeah. Two games in. That, that's pretty much determined. Whatever the standings are today, everyone, that is who will make the
0: playoffs. Canucks top of the Pacific. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, you couldn't go
1: ahead and apologize for that now. We'll 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 hit this before we uh, get into beer. Like, apologize for what? For you could not have been more down on them when we were talking about them for our Pacific preview. You were shitting on them. You said like six or seven was best
0: case scenario. Honestly, dude, they've looked good in the first two games, and I'll, I'll eat my words. I'll, I'll eat my words a bit here, but uh, let's just say, much like the Wild playing against the Edmonton Oilers, the Canucks were very lucky. Their goaltending showed up because uh, they barely got any shots on net. There, they got outshot like it, it was, but an astronomical number. Like it was absolutely insane, but Again, similarly to the Wild, their offense is fine and was able to uh, carry them to a victory. So uh, offensively, the Canucks are they're, they're doing okay right now. They're doing okay.
1: I like what I've seen so far. And to do that back-to-back games to Edmonton, that means a lot more. Because the first game you can chalk up to a blowout yeah. and like whatever, like they weren't ready. But then you go to Edmonton, play them there, still pull out the win. I don't know. I believe in talk it. I believe in some of their top offensive players and their blue line is not good, but it is definitely improved and all you need is a healthy Demko. And this is a real team that's in the playoffs.
0: Period. Yeah. Uh, and, and Hoglander making the team over some other, like a, a few of the other young studs that I, I think a lot of people after the end of last season thought would maybe make the team pod Coles in uh, that kid they got from the Islanders, but no, Hoglander looking good. I know he's had some ups and downs. I, I think his, his coming out party was kind of during the uh, COVID season. After that, up and down, bench, limited minutes. But he had a great training camp. They went with him as one of the young guys to uh, give some big minutes again. No, he, he scored last night. Um, Pedersen is just looking like Pettersson doesn't look like a young player anymore. Like he's a fucking man out there throwing the body around as well. Lippin uh, Darnell nurse off after he slew foot some a little bit there. Um, it's uh, no, it's again, Kuzmenko wow. smiling away, having fun scoring goals. Like he, he is such an interesting case. That guy, like, I don't know he he's he's an oddball for sure. Like I know in Minnesota, like Kaprizov, everyone he's kind of quirky and he has those odd traits as well. Like Kuzmenko's like that speaks English, doesn't cut his hair, and is like really out like and goes to like so many fan like events and like interactions and things like that. Like he just quite literally puts himself out there to the community, and it's just he's just such an interesting cat, dude. But uh, no, I think I think the Canucks are lucky with him. But uh, I don't know, we'll have to see. It's such a small sample size. I'm beaming. I'm smiling. And though you guys are listening to the podcast, I'm just letting you know. I'm describing it. I'm happy. Um, We can hear in your
1: voice that you're happy. Like yeah,
0: you don't really hide your emotion vocally. Um, There you go. So I'm happy with what I've seen from the Canucks thus far.
1: Back to uh, Nils Hoglander, though. We always talk on here about Z's like draft sons. If there has ever been a draft son for Jesse Marshall. It was Nels Hoaglander. Oh, really? And he still to this day is like, Penguins, please trade
0: for this man if Vancouver no. won't give him more ice time. <laughs> no, he no, and he's good too. Like from the moment I saw him play uh for uh the world junior team his first year, because I think he played with them two years, and then he also played in like a young stars, like kind of like uh what well, like everyone has a young stars tournament now in the National Hockey. And I was just like, Hey yeah, this guy's levels above the competition here and Day. He made the team and again had a good rookie season in the bubble, but you know, was you know, faced some challenges after that. No, but I think he's gonna be good. Pod Colson's still buzzing. Finally, the Canucks have some young players that we can look forward to as well. And Brock Faber. Or sorry, <laughs> Brock Besser. You <laughs> still used to talking about that, Brock. Brock Besser looking unbelievable out of the gate. Uh, looking very Austin Matthews-esque. Uh, dare I say.
1: I mean, you're the one that continuously says that he's not even worth a bag of pucks. So
0: No, no, that's all. No, I just said Johansson's a better goal scorer than him. That's all.
1: Also not at all insulting. <laughs> all right, fair. Now, hot seat me. On the flip side, do I need to be worried about Edmonton?
0: Oh, no. Again, under, un- under 10 games, People Edmonton's... are losing their minds,
1: and it's hilarious to me two fucking games in they're fine because
0: Edmonton well see Edmonton fans uh are very are very emotional and are kind of always on edge because they they were in the dark ages for so long especially like those my age like that they don't they don't even want to like they don't want to go back at all they don't even want to like sniff like a, a world where that exists even especially with top players on their team again and in this case arguably the two best players in the league. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. McDavid but, and Drysaddle uh, looked unbelievable as they do. Right. They uh, they almost bailed them out. I hope they basically have last year's
1: Minnesota Wild start, like just look like shit for the first like five or six games, because that's when I'm coming over the top and absolutely hammering futures.
0: First, I'd like to propose a toast to UMD goaltender Alex Stalak. To Stalak. To Stalak. I love that stuff. Been drinking it for years. You know, I, I heard they recently decided to add more hops.
1: Oh, you're all hopped out right now. We're just going with the Northland vodka supporting Mark Parrish as we should. But uh, yesterday, I actually went out to Dangerous Man Brewing, very somber occasion, bittersweet. Yeah, La- last time in the tap room, last time in the Northeast tap room. Anyone listening that is a fan of Dangerous Man or for some reason has never been there before, get out there this week, this coming Saturday the 21st last day that tap room will be open closed forever being replaced by a restaurant and they still have plenty of good stuff on tap most of the to-go stuff tapped out like crazy not there because they don't want to run out of their good stuff for the tap room for the last week here that they're open get in there and get the peanut butter porter you have to they've got alcoholic ice cream they had the s'mores peanut butter porter, which yes, please. They got a pretty good spread for any kind of flavor you might be into.
0: Was there any what? What else was there to just remind me? Because when I went there, like I went there for one thing and one thing only. So I, I don't even. I might have tried like one of their sours, and it was like I think it was like a blackberry, like lime, something, and like that was that was fine, but it was very like Drecker esque. Any anything else like that, that caught your eye? I'm um, I'm probably gonna head up head there this week as well. So.
1: I am definitely way more into their dark beers. Right. So like they've got the peanut butter Porter. They had a coconut milk stout. They had okay. the s'mores peanut butter Porter. I know they had a Marsin that was still on there. That's Ooh, yeah. a little darker Oktoberfest. Like but then they have a ton like they're big on the milkshake IPAs. I'm personally not a milkshake IPA fan. I've definitely had some of theirs that were good, but that's just not my style. There's a lot of people that are obsessed with them um they got a decent amount of sours that's all i really noticed and paid attention to
0: because again i i went in there i'll I'll keep that in mind because hopefully this will have that on top sweet well i'm diving into uh (laughs) the thickest beer i've had this weekend because i've I've kept it light while uh while streaming there 8.3 percent from our friends at drecker this is the benevolent intentions double ipa unbelievably juicy like oh oh my goodness this this is probably the out out of all the ipas that i've had of drekker this summer this is the most dangerous in the sense that like i could plow through a four pack of this and then be completely face down passed out within seconds because it's that it's the drinkability is off the charts like 11 out of 10 drinkability like this is the like there is no bitterness at all to this, not even a little bit. It is pure juice. It's nice and thick. Eight point three percent, man. It, it's unbelievable.
1: Only an eleven out of thirty-seven, huh? That's a little disheartening,
0: <laughs> man. So, I mean, I don't know what what else to say. This is an awesome, juicy double IPA. This is right up your alley, I imagine. You've had this one, eh? I've I've definitely had that one. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, I'm not sure because this is, I think, the last because like, Joe got this I think a month or two ago so I'm not sure how many more of them are on the shelves out there but um you can try your liquor boy or France 44.
1: probably but yeah if it's been sitting for a couple months
0: I just don't know if they oh, like they they uh, distributed another wave of them or not uh, by the end of they the summer. but if generally they generally don't yeah but anyways if you if you see it ch- check the check the date but if it's still good um, definitely uh, highly recommend. Let's get into some hockey talk here. Now, not too Re- much. Revisit hockey talk. <laughs> yeah, revisit hockey talk as we go back to the Vancouver Canucks. Because honestly, that's really like, I'm a, well, I'm a Canucks fan. And they're the only ones that are really, there's not really much news surrounding the league as a whole nationally i mean UNZ pretty much covered everything that dropped last week but uh one thing i do want to highlight here and again i'm just i'm just happy it's out of the vancouver canucks news cycle but rick talkett head coach of the vancouver canucks celebrating his 300th win as an nhl coach in a like i said a nail-biting game against the edmonton oilers back and forth canucks abandoning defense for offense but hey it worked for them in the end so there you go and uh, congratulations to rick talkett and um, I've been starting to like. I took a big hiatus from Canucks Twitter, as I, I think everyone who participates in Canucks Twitter should do every now and then. It's good for your mental health. But start starting to dip my toes back in, and I mean, from what I've been reading, from what uh, of, like on bloggers they're independent, and and from some of the pros, from the fans, like Rick Talkett is really he's helped uh, flip that culture around there. From like how just toxic it was last year, from everything going on with the management, Bruce Boudreau not winning, uh, you know, Bo Horvath is waiting for him to be traded. Uh, apparently now like that f- page has been flipped and they're just like, they are, they're moving forward in strides and, and he's doing unbelievable work there. And and you called it, you called it. You said that that was, that was a very good decision for the Vancouver connects to, to, to hire him last year.
1: Yeah. Problem is they seem to keep on wanting, wanting to push it further. Like he's trying to bring back all his buddies from Pittsburgh and it's going to bite him in the ass sooner or later. Like, what's he got there right now? DeSmith tried to do his thing with Sutter. That didn't work. I feel like there's one other guy that I can't think of. There's got to be another former Pittsburgh guy.
0: By the way, King speaking Cole. of <laughs> speaking of a Sutter and a Pittsburgh Canucks uh, connection, uh, Brandon Sutter officially uh, retiring from professional hockey. Um, mm-hmm. One of those guys of who had a, big a
1: group. Like, there was like 20-some guys that put in their papers this year.
0: Yeah, he was one of that those small group who really had a issues with Canucks doctors, which unfortunately isn't you know it isn't a new story, and also a lot of complications with the uh, the you know Corona and getting sick after that and things like that. So yeah, it's unfortunate to see you know kind of in that like category with the, with the Jonathan Jonathan Taves officially unofficially maybe as a result of that world virus but uh, yeah no unfortunate um i know <laughs> i know that the Vancouver Canucks are very high when they brought him in and hey he was he was a warrior for them he played really really hard defense but they did label him as being a future generational talent which never uh which never ultimately panned out
1: that that like came off so opposite of what you intended <laughs> You, you were trying to say that they were high on him. Like they were really big fans of him when it sounded like you just said they were high as shit. And that's the only reason that they brought him in. You said they were high when they brought him in. <laughs> well,
0: I'm a, little, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B we'll say. No, but I mean, I, I I always liked Brandon Sutter when, when they brought him in, I knew he wasn't going to be this, like, like the second Ryan Kessler. And that's kind of how they sold him to Canucks fans but uh no it, it sucks that he couldn't go out on his own terms you know what i mean like he couldn't at least test himself one more time out there and that you know due to just pretty much being medically unfit to play well, now he, he tried yeah you know, you know. he was on a PTO with Edmonton okay, but yeah I, I guess i guess you're right there but
1: like he he tried i think it's just he
0: was off for like a whole he, yeah he was off like all last season the entire the entire year, and, and some and some so but anyways um you mentioned Sutter they were talking Pittsburgh Canucks and i was like no i just wanted to bring that up uh, so yeah the Canucks are 2-0 to start the season. The Wild are one and one. before we get to Wild Talk, I want to highlight just uh am um, sorry, what? Or sorry, one and one. Sorry, one and one. Canucks are 2-0, Wilder one and one. You
1: really just black out anything Toronto
0: does well, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You just have to call me out on everything now. Uh <laughs> I can't I mean,
1: say that they're, if if I didn't correct you on there, people would be cussing us both out right now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Oh man. Um, I, I didn't just want to highlight the opening week in the national hockey league in this new era of hockey. There've been a ton of scraps and I bring that up because we're talking about the Canucks Dakota, Joshua gone to good scrap uh, in the Edmonton game last night and Ryan Reeves, former Minnesota wild player. Now ugh, Toronto Maple Leafs player. He's been in two scraps opening week. Uh, we'll get to them, but Keegan Colas from the Vegas golden Knights. What an absolute beast. He's been in, Two, I don't want to say like unbelievable fights, but fights where he just absolutely dominated, ragdolled, controlled his opponent. And there's like a list of 15 plus other fights have gone down in the opening week of the National Hockey League. I will link that in the description of the podcast, wherever you find your podcast, if you guys want to see it. But uh yeah, dude, I don't know. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Because it, it seems like every year we get less and less fights, and maybe this is just like an opening week thing. People's wires are crossing a little bit more because you're frustrated. So getting into the rhythm of systems, I don't know. What do you attribute to a season where so many fights out of the gate? Because honestly, like this is something that I keep note of this hasn't happened in. I can't even remember how long.
1: I mean, yeah, you answered the question before I could even speak. Like I very much think that this is a, you're coming out. Adrenaline's at an all time high for everybody. Players want to go out and prove themselves. You got, you know, Reeves, perfect example. You got a decent contract there with Toronto. You're in a new market. You need to show the fans what they paid for. Felino going with him. Again, same thing. Felino's gone. Or sorry, not Felino's gone. Revo is gone. And Felino needs to show it's okay. I'm still here, guys. So, like that one, obviously, everything lined up perfectly. But I gotta think if you're someone that's coming in to try and prove something, week one, that's how.
0: Yeah. Um, So this is uh, one of the Colossar fights. It's just a big—he's a fucking big boy, dude. And Kerry's got nothing on him. A couple good uppercuts there. I mean, kind of. I, I mean, I, like I said, like gone are the days of those '90s fights. But the ref actually let them go there. Let them go uh, dude, there. So I don't well. know.
1: I I think uh, <sighs> I'm sure you've already got him on the list here. I don't know how many of these clips you're planning to show, but dude. Jack eye, he's a real fucking
0: problem. Dude, he is a motherfucker. And yes, he is on the list. I just wanted to show, like, we had t- two guys go back to back this week's, and that's Colasar and Reeves. So we will show the Reeves and Jack Eye fight as well. But for those who just don't, you know, don't know who this kid is, because I don't think he's that old either. Um, this was the second one against uh former Canuck here, Burrows, not of the Alex variety. He's just so much bigger than these guys. Doesn't seem like he's got much technique, though. He looked good in the last one.
1: He doesn't look bad, <laughs> to be clear. Like, it's more just nothing impressive, especially when he's that much bigger.
0: Oh, there's a good one there. Good right. Maybe that's why the refs are starting to let these go, because they're like, all right, if we're going to let these go, we might as well give the fans something here. But it's like, like I said, not the most exciting, but so you go, you go twice first week, like Hoppy said. I don't think Halstead has a big contract there, but in, in Reeves' case, in Felino's case, I mean... Yeah, you got to make a statement there, but yeah, um, that Jack guy, like you and Z talked about him, like he's an absolute lunatic out there, Jack guy. Yes, and this is a uh, Montreal against Toronto where Reeves and Jack guy go at it here, but he is a big fucking boy. Oh yeah, and
1: In like religions. he can play too. But yes, how his name is pronounced that way, I, I won't even begin to guess.
0: Yeah, because okay, so right after this, he charges Reeves. Oh yeah, Reeves also. So said right here, right here, right here. <laughs> love that. There's another camera angle of it too, from the other side, where you see him just like hop forward. But dude, Reeves sounded like a bitch in
1: the post game presser.
0: Like yeah, Which is yeah unlike like, him.
1: I'll, I'll fight anybody, but it'd be great if you know he didn't jump me. Like, what are you talking about, dude? That is not what happened here.
0: No, and it's like. Come on, dude. It's like Reeves hasn't quote-unquote jumped someone before.
1: Well, no, I think it's more he had to cover About up for getting his ass beaten.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm watching it again here. Oh, dude, like he's just on him. Dude, leave it to Montreal with the guys, which the fucking crazy-ass names.
1: Dude, and Montreal, again, not going to overreact this early in, but like they look okay. They're fun. They are going to be one of the teams that I'm looking at hitting the over regularly, probably.
0: Okay. Yeah, offensively they look pretty good. And then last but not least here, last but not least here we got we got Ryan Reeves taking out a former teammate here in the Minnesota with the Minnesota Wild game. Minnesota Wild lost the Toronto Maple Leafs and uh, an old foe turned friend turned maybe foe again. Uh Marcus well, Camino. it
1: was funny because Russo like asked him before the game he's like so like what's it like now like you became really tight with a lot of guys in this locker room does that change how you approach the game he's like well it's funny because as i become friends with people it's more and more likely that i'm gonna want to run at them even harder and unfortunately for the wild i became good friends with a lot of guys over there
0: (laughs) that's exactly what happened this one was wasn't uh, wasn't a bad scrap actually. This one was actually a technical fight, and both these guys. I mean, they're it seasoned. At it. Yeah, no, this one was good.
1: I mean, Moose was definitely holding on for dear life, but he got some really good swings in there. But Did like, they... if, if one of if one of them was the bull and the other one was the rider, but Moose was the rider. He was holding Reeves, on for dear. The
0: fight. Reeves hit here was nice though, as much as I hate to say it. Oof. But anyways, as we segue over to some wild talk, I want to uh, want to highlight that. And funny enough, uh, Michael Russo said. Uh, him and Rivo hugged it out at the end of the game. And uh, Felina was like giving Reeves kids like high fives and they, they all hung out after. And uh, I mean, that's just what's so awesome about this sport, especially among those who like fight, it's like a extra little bond and community that they, uh, that they operate under. So, um, so anyways, just wanted to share that uh, as we transition into uh well, some Minnesota wild news. Should we just jump into it here. We're already on the Toronto Maple Leafs. note.
1: First you gotta stroke off Austin Matthews a little bit.
0: it, like this, I don't necessarily hate the Toronto Maple Leafs players. Like I love Reeves, Nylander's unbelievable. Austin Matthews, too, man. Um, It sucks we may never see him in Arizona, and I've been waving that Kachina flag for him, even though I'm not even from there. Back-to-back hat-tricks, dude. And I was streaming some fights on the City Life Project YouTube channel, and I got raided by a bunch of Toronto fans saying, Go Leafs! It was horrendous. Oh my goodness! But no, he's he's looked so good coming out of the gate, and that's why I said at the top of the show an early uh, comparison. You know, maybe not, may not be scoring at the exact same pace, but uh, Brock Besser looking looking a little Austin Matthews s to start this season.
1: Yeah, and I didn't have the heart to do it to wild fans, but on both those goals from Nylander, I just wanted to be like, God, just imagine if we had this instead of Matt Dumba.
0: Oh, Matt Dumba with a nice goal the other night, by the way.
1: Oh, dude very good goal and it's funny too because joey texted me and he's like holy shit just a brutal start for matt dumba and like i wasn't watching the game i'm like oh shit really and he's like check just check the stats nice like oh sarcasm he's like heavy sarcasm
0: (laughs) no he's looked good and he literally looks good in a kachina jersey too
1: who doesn't how could you possibly not look good
0: that's true. I, I love the like the white Kachina jerseys though. I like it throw back to the Ronick days, Walt, Big Walt, like I don't know. Those those are my favorite. I I'm, I I like the white jerseys too. Like I don't know why. I just and and I like I like uh more 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 so than the colored ones to be honest. I don't know why. I tend to always gravitate towards the white ones. And I just think with the Kachina oh, it looks so damn good. They're both it so beautiful. damn good. Yeah. Unless it's Toronto Maple Leafs. Their white jerseys are fucking gross. But anyways, They're,
1: hate the Leafs all you want. Their blue jerseys are beautiful. Gross. I just like I said, blue. unless, unless the I Maple Leaf,
0: blue. unless the Maple Leaf is red, I, ugh, gross.
1: If you had a blue jersey with a red Maple Leaf on it,
0: you'd be no. a loser. No, just. <laughs> okay. L- l- let's move on. Let's move on here.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, Minnesota. Wow. There's, there's no shortage of things to talk about here in, uh, just the first two games if we go back to florida which uh fortunate enough to be at the season opener again uh crowd is electric it was a great time holy shit did philip gustafson absolutely carry the load like that is not a game that the wild it's not that they didn't deserve to win it but you definitely don't look at that game and say yep the wild dominated that
0: game I'm. I may. Have, I may have been wearing the rose covered glasses while watching that game because I was just so pumped that they
1: actually. I was. I was in the moment. I came out of that game like, holy fuck, we just worked them. And then like, the next day I woke up and like, yeah, no, probably not so much. But,
0: but no, I got reminded quickly on the the post-game show and people commenting after like, yeah, actually the Wild like they really were not good in that one. That was not a good win at all. And I was like, yeah, you're, you're right, you're right. But hey, I was I was pumped on Brock Faber's performance in that first game more than anything, and. I'm just going to say like Rossi's goal that was called back, but it was just so fucking sick. That's dong. He has been looking damn good, dude. He has looked
1: every bit the part that he needs to now, you know, screw the refs, but goal in each game, he's looked the part he's fitting in well on that line. Like it's working for now. I do think that if he keeps playing like this, he is the first guy to get bumped up as soon as there's an injury. And that's at center
0: or wing. He's also the first guy that teams are going to start planning against now. Or maybe the second guy behind Caprizov. You know what I mean? If no. he starts lighting it up and gets more mm, minutes.
1: Mm, too far.
0: Too far. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He's right now. Him and Brock Faber are the best two players on the team.
1: No, right now. Brock Faber is the best player on the team. There, There is no. And he, he has done great. Unfortunately, no one else has on that blue line it's been it, it was glaring in toronto which again like call a spade a spade you're missing jared spurgeon and you're going up against what's arguably the best offensive threat in
0: the league like top to bottom right it wasn't going to be an easy night at the office yeah no
1: problem is they got brutally exposed and again it's one game i'm not going to overreact to that i will definitely reserve judgment for the next game but
0: I'm it
1: was not good. So the blue line's been awful, and we can chalk that up, obviously, to look at who we just played. We can chalk it up to Spurgeon being out, but not good. No. On the flip side, what everyone's been so pessimistic about, I think the center depth has actually looked really good in the first three games. I, I cannot really come up with much negative to say on that topic.
0: No. And, and as a result, the offense has been buzzing on every single line. Hartman's been looking good. Johansson's been looking good. No, I, it it's, I've been pleasantly surprised as well. And it's like I said, proofs in the pudding with the offense being clicking on every line, every matchup, but they've all looked
1: good too. Like, it's not just like, I, I can't really point to any blemishes across the centers four sectors nope. specifically um, and the forward groups, I think largely have been good. Obviously it's not going to look that way when the blue line is performed the way it has for sure. But no, I mean, Brock Faber, you said it already. Like he's absolutely stood out, which is not what I expected to start this year. Like I, I figured we'd have to defend him for a week or two. And then everyone would be like, Oh shit. Nope. Here he is. We didn't wait at all.
0: No, no, everyone like Golgoski and Merrill picked up exactly where they left off last season. Absolute trash, and uh, yeah, Brock Faber is, is the savior. And I mean, even Everson, and we have a little clip of him here. Like he admitted, he is the best player, the best defenseman on the team right now.
1: We're gonna make some some adjustments uh, with our pairs. We've already talked about it. Um, you know, Spurge is a big piece of our team, right? And, you know, um, Goose played. Really Uh, our best player every night it's wonderful that he is but um you know we we need we need other people stepping up in scurgey's absence as
0: well and hoppy when when coach admits it like the other players better step the fuck up
1: yeah when uh milk bag body baby fat brock faber is skating circles around the majority of your blue line probably time to figure it out
0: yeah yeah
1: but again two games chill um, I actually don't think that Kalen Addison has played poorly. No. Like, could he improve defensively? Yes. He, that is going to be a process throughout this entire season, but I don't look out there and say like, this kid looks lost.
0: No, uh, in the Toronto game, Middleton did not look good. Um, Merrill obviously didn't look good. And Golgoski, they, they stood out as like bad, which so Addison was kind of meh. But I mean, like a- Addison, like he's he's been with Merrill, right? Like, fuck, man. Like, but like is-
1: honestly, that's where what? I want to see give Middleton and Addison a chance together. I know that means that you are absolutely going to get dashed when it's <laughs> when it's Merrill and Golgoski. <laughs> like but at that point, you're almost telling your your forwards like, hey, let's uh, maybe not. Uh, Lean in quite as hard. Maybe we uh, play a little bit more defense.
0: Is there? And I know we're only two games in, so like this is crazy talk. But say this trend, call it a trend, with say say a Merrill because Galgowski, No, you're stuck with him for the rest of the year. Let's just say that. Is there? Is there? A, is there a possibility five, ten games down the road? That it's it's just not working with him that they like make a hockey trade him and some pick just for another like bottom pairing defenseman just to just to have there. I don't see that happening because
1: Bill Guerin doesn't want to give up futures.
0: Even it's like a sixth in Merrill for another, like again, just vet fucking is doing that. I'm just—is there? That's what I'm asking. Is there a world of possibility where, like, like, there's a hockey trade? Would Guerin do it? I
1: so are you asking? Is it possible to achieve? No, I do not think so. The problem is if they're playing well, you want to keep them. If they're playing shitty, you want to get rid of them. If they're shitty. No one's going to take them unless you're going to sweeten the pot really well. And Hey, maybe the right opportunity pops up where there's a defenseman that's on a cheaper deal. And maybe they've got a little term. Things aren't working out where they're at. And maybe Bill Guerin realizes, Hey, we've got guys in the AHL right now that can play in the NHL. I don't see a path for them playing here. And I don't know who he feels that way about, but like, you got to start to wonder pretty soon sammy walker will he really get a chance adam beckman will he really get a chance here like those are players that you stick one of them with one of our deadweight defensemen
0: yeah you can get him moved for sure like bring in fucking brad hunt again honestly he's playing in the a right now i'd rather have him Mm. i'm just saying like a like just like a player like that a good, a good veteran that the fans can get behind and not rip on game in and game out.
1: Oh, yeah, like Alex Golgowski,
0: right. <laughs> Poor Alex Golgowski. Oh, what do you think he said to the ref? I was listening to Seth's post-game show, and Seth's like, yeah, and he said something along the, along the lines of...
1: No, dude, what it, uh, at least from what I saw on Twitter, it was straight up, you got to make some fucking calls, ref. He's like, okay, I'll make one. <laughs>
0: Ooh. Damn, do you think do you think
1: I'm, the ref I'm, I'm like oversimplifying, but that that's the gist. Like he was basically bitching that the refs weren't making calls and they gave him a penalty for that. So our ironic. Uh,
0: yeah. Again, so <laughs> wild, like our, our our obviously we we lean wild a bit, but all that bias aside, do you think the ref was being a little too I don't know, pissy there? Maybe a little too I don't know what was actually said. But
1: yeah. I also I respect the fuck out of the pettiness. If a guy comes and pitches that I need to make some fucking calls, okay,
0: I'll make one. <laughs> he must have. It, it must have been more aggressive. I would assume so,
1: but it's I still funny.
0: I feel like NHL refs, even in today's age, like I mean, they're letting fights go longer. Like I feel like you'd have to, you know, because refs will give it right back to you verbally as well. Like they don't give a shit. So um, the fact and maybe that maybe like, something that had been going on,
1: maybe. Yeah. Maybe the team had been in their ear or maybe Goligosky had said it all night.
0: Yeah. Maybe all night, like when maybe just like the start of the, like, you know, the start of the third when like the frustration started to boil over after that. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, not any less funny for me. So not a good, not a good look for the veteran too. Who does that? Right. It's not like some hot, it's it's (laughs) not a Kalen Addison. It's not a do you know, who, who might say some things every now and then.
1: Yeah. I also think that if Addison did it, he would be getting absolutely buried. So true. Yeah, he's keeping his mouth shut. Like, we'll, uh, gotta factor that in. But is a no, better example. That, that's why Evison lost his shit. Cause like
0: he should know better. He really should. Yeah, yeah. Um speaking of Duhame, though. Whew, I, I love that player, man. Are we speaking of Duhame? I, I just brought I, I brought his name up there. Okay. Yeah. So
1: But no, he's he's looked great in the I feel bad saying it because it's not what I want, but this is his last year in Minnesota, right? No, stop. Like, let's be real.
0: They resigned Felino.
1: Those what it's it's the fact that all of them got those deals. There is no spot for him. If you and he's gonna want, want a deal like that. Guys to get in, like, well, I don't think he wants a deal like that, but he's gonna want a longer deal and he's gonna want it to not be a million dollars, right? No, like no. There, there isn't a spot for him. And it's sad. Like, I, I posted his goal and said, like, yo, Penguins fans, like, we want to fix the bottom six next year. Here's a guy to target. I don't know. It is it is sad. But the writing is absolutely on the wall. Like, I don't think there's anyone that's more glaring of an option to not be returning than him.
0: So, like, you don't think there's a world, again, that they, they bring him back at all?
1: I am super skeptical that it could be a thing.
0: Yes. Because
1: again, okay. Shaw, if he rehabs and plays well, he's going to take a cheaper fucking deal. And he is going to fill what you need on a fourth line role. Are you going to give Duhame a chance to play on the third line? Not the way it's looking right now. I think Duhame right. leaves because Duhame doesn't want to be pigeoned on the fourth line. Right. Period. And like, and I don't want to do that either.
0: So and they probably, and they probably don't trade him this year because if they're, he, he could be a good playoff asset once they you know they make it there and actually help them
1: totally no and yeah. make no mistake if it turns out the wild are not going to make the playoffs that's a guy that you got to move because there's value there unless yeah. unless you are going to keep him
0: right like it's just this the fucking contract exactly. signing it's it was it's like it was a it was a big catalyst to like how the next year and two are going to shake up
1: yes no it it has basically locked in how that's going to go
0: which is so funny, because like, before it all happened, we had an episode where we were like, we can only keep one, <laughs> and this is why, or two max, and then they ended up keeping three, and it's like, oh, for fuck's sakes.
1: Yep, and again, in isolation, I understand all three deals. It's just the fact that all three happened seems a little misguided, but yeah. until... I see glaring proof that Bill Garen's fucked up. I'm going to choose to believe for the time being.
0: Yeah. It's just, it's frustrating. But again, we small sample size. We'll see, you know, we, we all could be singing his praises if they get past the first round and go on a run and it's like, okay, this, this is the car we needed. And so we'll see. Um, finally, Uh, Matt
1: positive topic. Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, Matt Boldy has been looking unbelievable as well this year. One of the guys driving the offense, um, but he got hurt in the Toronto game as well. And this might be like, there was a lot of, there's a lot of wild players who went down the tunnel and a few of them came back. There was, there's a bunch of like little injuries in that Toronto loss, but his was the worst taking a, a big hit and gripping his shoulder after they're saying upper body injury, probably something to do with his shoulder. Um, And actually Jesse Pierce uh, was asking or asked uh, Evison about it here.
1: Yeah, I, you know, again, I, it's so early, I, it's hard to tell. But, you know, when a guy doesn't come back to the game, then then it's obviously more serious than, uh, than we want it to be. So we'll see how he is uh, tonight and tomorrow. It,
0: they, they don't have the answers yet on the severity, but there's going to be a shakeup as a result.
1: Yep. And I really, really wonder if that ends up being Rossi, or do you keep him where he's already been successful? Ooh. Cuz if if not shit that's Do you give him a chance?
0: Yeah, see, seems
1: like that's a little bit of a stretch for me, but yeah, my would, my takeaway is that
0: it. my my takeaway is that Dean's going to keep Rossi where he's at. Um in that uh post-game or in his post uh game scrum after the Toronto Maple Leafs lost, he did like he was singing Rossi's praises. Like and and it wasn't just like after Like a leading question about it, like he was bringing him up, which is like, fucking rights. It's about time, dude. So my wild sons are thriving. Yeah. So 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 again, my takeaway upon listening to that was that no, he's he's happy with his performance, and again, Brock Faber and Rossi, they're they're doing their jobs right now. It's it's more the veteran guys that. So who do
1: you put on the second
0: line? I mean, Duham is aggressive. I'd be down with giving him a shot. I would it's either him or
1: I think we all know who the de facto choice is. He shares a last name with the coach.
0: <laughs> we want to see him up again. He took a hit too in the game. He came back. He was fine. Winded. Winded. Yeah, he, he no,
1: got the wind knocked out of him.
0: Yeah. First concussion protocol of the season though, because he was uh he was he was flagged to come out.
1: I I could see it being him, but then that defeats the purpose of keeping Rossi where he's at.
0: Yeah, I think duham would be fun. I do. I think I, I honestly I'd put Duham up there as well. If I if think even Johansson we would would shake any, things up a little too much.
1: If we had any money to use, I'd love to see Beckman get a chance there or Walker, <laughs> but no, that's not happening.
0: God damn it! Oh, it's, and can they afford Latiri? How how ironic is it that like a rich a rich minor league team and a team rich with prospects is just the the. There's no room for any of them in the National Hockey League. It's thanks uh, a lot, Batman. It's a little, uh, it's a little ass backwards there, but anyways. Um, so we mentioned injuries, Matt Boldy. We don't have a time frame yet. We'll probably hear something at the start of this week. Um, probably, I mean, I doubt Monday when you guys are listening to this, but probably before the Montreal game on Tuesday when the media, you know, when the, when the media are making their rounds with the team, I'll probably hear some sort of an update. Hopefully it's nothing too severe, especially the, with him going out to that's a huge hit to the offense, which has been actually playing well. They already are suffering as, uh, as a result of Spurgeon not being there on the back end on the defense. So, so again, wishing the best for Boldy and hope that's not too bad of an injury. Uh, Maroon got a nasty cut uh, taking a puck to the ear, but he came back. In the game, uh, Jesse and Russo said, you know, he's fine. He's going to be fine. Just uh, it, was a l- it was a little scary. And the doctors want to see how how big of a gap that cut was, which is always nasty. And then Gujo, right? Like we said, got checked by a uh, concussion protocol.
1: I'm just realizing that we're not going to get Boldy versus Caulfield. That's sad. Yeah. Or, or against, versus
0: boy Newhook. I was just gonna say, or or against uh, his boy Newhook there.
1: I'm so happy for him, dude. He's he's a guy that I loved in that draft class, oh. and you knew that he just wasn't gonna get the right opportunity in Colorado. There's just too much going on there. But he, he got is, a ring. He got 20. a ring
0: in his first stop there. Like, oh my goodness. No, he he is he's a fucking beauty, dude. Like I I got to know him a little bit with his time or um, when he was playing with the Victoria uh grizzlies he was like probably i think on the, the old stick and rink radio show he was our most i, I think he re, he was their, their guest that showed up the most as far as junior hockey players we had like a. I think he came on like four or five times but no he's an absolute beauty um even terry ryan like you know the the new fees they're all tight there and he said that like no he's like a he's a huge uh uh like a positive light to their community as well and um that just him him and his sister, his whole family, they're they're just they're good people. So no, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him as well. And it's awesome to be like, oh yeah, sweet, a young guy in the National Hockey League finally getting an opportunity after a Stanley Cup victory. How are you? Like, no, he's it that's awesome. Him and Boldy, boys in college. When I saw the YouTube video, needed a thumbnail for uh for the party bus. So I was like, I know exactly which picture I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna draw from. Oh man. Oh um anything else? Anything else you want to highlight here, dude? Just gotta throw it out there for
1: college hockey again. Yep. Four goals, one weekend. We have Hobie Bakerood. Oh, I like it. I I think it's gonna be a stretch for him to win it, but to see him at least be in the discussion and do it without. So again, everyone viewed him as the third wheel on that line when the reality is they all served very unique purposes. Mm-hmm. This is the shooter, this guy can fucking rip, dude. And, and now he's the fucking man there. And like, you know, that Minnesota Wild fans naturally are going to be like, oh, they should have drafted him, like, whatever you're going to be thrilled with your Ugren, so just calm down. But yes, I love Jimmy Snuggerud. It would have been awesome for him to be here and not be with the goddamn St. Louis Blues, but enjoy it this year because he is clearly ready to go. And you'll hear a lot more about it on Wednesday, obviously, with uh, MNCAA, but we're really going to see it put to the test here this coming weekend with North Dakota. Both undefeated, going up to the Ralph time to put your balls on the table
0: um i know this isn't mnc and you guys will get your college fix uh well throughout the week here but uh tommy's dude for 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 a, a, for a team coming to d1 a lot of the time it takes a while for them to get their footing they look like a d1 team they look like they belong uh, starting to anyways starting
1: yes, to yes they split in a very tight series with st cloud which they're in their own debacle right now I how cool is that to see though? they're one in three right now
0: because when and when we started podcasting good. together when we started podcasting together they were they just became d1 and it was just cool for me you know i'm learning more about college hockey and it was cool to kind of see them literally progress and, and you even highlighted like it will be cool to see or for you to see like a, a team coming in and actually building a program and it's happened pretty quick.
1: Yeah. And I don't get too far ahead of yourself here either. Like they looked great in two weekends. It's a long season, very sure. long season, but they are definitely going to be more of a problem quicker than I think anyone realized. And I know Rico's already gotten shot down once, but I believe he's going to petition again to see if they can get any kind of grace on when they're actually eligible to compete in the postseason because right now they have this year and two more that they would not be postseason eligible okay which i think is a crack of shit personally i think two three years max
0: yeah that's i'm on board with you as well
1: i mean the reason they do it is because if you just flip up and say i got a d1 team and i can make the tournament right now a lot of guys are going to jump in the portal and be interested in coming
0: right you know right.
1: so it's more so like yes you guys can do this but build it slow build it right kind of thing versus just be the destination for anyone that is looking for a change yeah but i don't understand why five years is
0: <laughs> the number that's a long time that's a long time well i mean th- th- that's a whole group of guys who just won't have that opportunity ever which well, i mean what do i get you do, it though but...
1: like what really how are you going to explain that to people when like i don't think it'll happen this year necessarily but shit let's say next year they're a top 10 team how the fuck are you going to explain that they're not in the tournament because oh they need to wait two more years
0: yeah for existing yeah Yeah, you're you're penalizing a a smaller school who built something awesome and who are you know yeah and i I know in, in this case it's a small school and maybe in other cases it's a bigger school and that's why you said it could be a problem with guys going there but but anyways, one to highlight them. Um, and you know, our boy Steag doing a great job covering them for Stieg's MNCAA.
1: Ben killing the coverage there and Rico Blasi. I mean, tip of the cap, obviously. He's done big, a great big fan job. of
0: MNCAA. <laughs> Rico.
1: <laughs> he does not ignore it. We'll say that. <laughs> he knows we exist. <laughs> Which is good and bad, I think.
0: <laughs> oh man. Uh well the last thing I wanted to highlight here and I know every single hockey podcast every single one doesn't matter if they're you know friggin Canucks podcast Wild podcast friggin uh, Columbus Blue Jackets shout out the Beerly Hockey Boys where are you going everyone's talking about Connor Bedard right now everyone's oh. swooning over his play but we're we're a different type of podcast here guys. There's a different story. And look, I, I tried to come more prepared. I tried to come with some citations, some images, some tweets, some Instagram posts. They've all been like the the, the trail has been wiped from the internet here. But I wake up this morning and um I, I'm I'm not on Instagram, but I see like Instagram posts and stuff like on um YouTube community posts and you know, like Twitter and things like that, Facebook. And I saw one which again. Don't quote me, but it was from a le- like it was from a legitimate account. Like I think it was, and I'm like 90% sure. Which is I wish I had the proof, and I don't. When but I'm bringing it up anyways, because fuck it. Um, I'm pretty sure it was from Bar Down, like TSN's account, and it was like a graphic of, and it was either a an e-girl, so a girl who streamed on Twitch, but a a very attractive blonde woman, and or like an OnlyFans star. And she had a, a, a Chicago Blackhawks jersey on and apparently she texted and or reached out to uh, Connor Bedard via social media or again text. I forget exactly which one it was, but Down was making fun of her saying that she didn't even wear a jersey when she sent him the picture, tagged him in the picture. That was like, hey, Connor," or like, oh, what's up, Bedard? Or basically just going, you know, get, getting her riz on. Uh, uh t- to Connor Bedard there. And they're ripping her because she had a, <laughs> a jersey, with, number 19. She didn't even have Connor Bedard's number on there. So that was the angle of the story. But uh, look at this kid, already making waves. Like I said, every hockey outlet is talking about him, but now apparently apparently, already he has groupies out there, and I, I think he's dating someone. So I- I'm not surprised that in his family, that they're on making sure that his image and his manager like, is, is picture perfect clean like you'll never see even a quote out there saying that he like even has ever eaten McDonald's like it's that like literally clean as well so he doesn't eat McDonald's. No, I know it's it's like, crazy. Like the thing like he like he he's a stellar stellar athlete here. Like I said, uh clean and all, and all in all in, in every facet. So is again it, is I, it worth it to be that sick at hockey. Like kid has never eaten McDonald's that just dude when the cap goes up when the cap goes up and he's ready for that big deal. I think it's going to be worth it when he's signed fifteen mil. What are you going to spend it on? Healthy food. (laughs) He's no, he's one of those guys that I could one hundred percent see like ballooning up after retirement, just because like I can now. Fuck it, you know what I mean? I don't agree. I've seen that no.
1: I don't think that's the case at all. I think when you've spent that much of your life eating clean, you're probably going to keep doing it because it's what you know. It's the people that. Were like absolute dumpster fires as far as health was concerned when they were kids and then like shifted once they got more serious with hockey. That's the person that as soon as they're done, they are running for it. You know, there's those guys, too, that like the second you hit the offseason, they're like, yeah, I need all the burgers and shakes. I can.
0: No, yeah. At that point, do you think it's like, it's kind of an eating disorder for these athletes? Cause I know in like wrestling and in fighting, it 100% is. Cause these guys like, they go through like crazy training camps and like cut like a stupid amount of weight. And like, and on, and some of them just like stay in shape, right? For like months on end. And I feel like in a hockey season, like you're, you're like, you're constantly just in shape cause you're, A, you're practicing, you're in the weight room, but you're also, you're just playing a stupid amount of games, right? Um, so do you think like it's kind of an, Eating disorder because you gotta you gotta imagine that in like 2023, like they're on like a crazy diet, anyways. Unless you're Ovechkin,
1: you just said the professional athletes have an eating disorder because they no, eat see,
0: pain during the season and then no, they like like, in the summer. No, and well, some of them who like absolutely like balloon up. I'm, no, I'm asking, disorder? do you think that some of these professional I'm asking? I'm saying because in, in the wrestling world, 100% is the case, but but I know that they're like aggressively cutting weight in like a, a month two months window right yeah i don't
1: think i'm uh on
0: with that one <laughs> okay no i i know you're like rolling your eyes but i'm being perfectly like i read an article about it like two days ago in the wrestling world that's why i'm that's why i bring it up too
1: yeah but like
0: you said that's such a different extreme no i don't, I don't know that's i'm just i'm just wondering i'm just wondering if like there's there's some guys who like throughout their career, like I know, um, like I'm sure there's a
1: couple of like vegans in the NHL, and like yeah, I'd designate that as an eating disorder. But
0: yeah. why well, no Marty Fish on, on the tennis circuit? Like he changed his whole his whole like complete diet around too, and then when he was done playing again, he's like, oh yeah, I kind of went back to a little bit of my old ways.
1: Yeah, but that that's not an eating disorder.
0: I know, that, well, that's why I asked your opinion if if it could if it's you know. If if some of them you, you think maybe like struggle with that and actually really have to like hammer hammer down on that, if it's like a mental thing.
1: Am I going to say that there's zero people that have struggles with like eating correctly during the season? Fuck no. Like that. Obviously, there's people that have trouble with it, but I don't think any to the extent of like pro fighters where yeah. you are so aggressively cutting in such a short period of time and then ballooning back up, like, no, I don't think that's happening in the NHL.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, that's, I was genuinely curious, because it was an interesting article. I, but it was one guy...
1: you're from. I, I totally do. I just think the second you throw eating disorder out there, that's where I was just like, I'm just a
0: hard <laughs> I mess. don't know what else to call it. A <laughs> like food addiction? I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> uh, like, I always, the first one always comes to mind is, is Dustin Bufflin, but the guy could skate around anybody yeah, the difference regardless. is he never
1: lost the weight
0: <laughs> that is true <laughs> he played at oh. top weight you know what's crazy did you remember like the, like i think he, he went to a few all-stars and he like was up there in, like the fat like in some of the fastest skaters and i was like how because his legs
1: are his legs massive are, yeah. not yeah. only yeah. in like pure muscle mass but also like he's got a long fucking leg dude
0: yeah he's he's tall even
1: though he's heavier like the problem is Yeah, if you ask him to like, if you did a endurance version, like if you did a marathon on skates, he's coming in last. But to do one lap around the rink, like, yeah, he can keep himself going for that long.
0: Do you think if if like in like a different universe, like if he actually went like the the bedard route, let's say that he would be as good as he was? Or Do you think he would just be miserable and just like not love the? And you didn't really even love the game, but love the game as much like, like yeah. him, he'd be absolutely miserable that's
1: that's yeah. not the life he lives like he literally walked away for millions of dollars because he's just like yeah i'm good, good. i'm just gonna go yeah. fishing and be left alone by everybody like you know, he would be miserable if they came to him and said there was like a rule that he could only eat so many calories or had to eat well you have to goat, well, you have to be at this weight Oh, he like would have told them the fuck right off.
0: Could you imagine if, like, you couldn't weigh over, say, like, I don't know, like, two, let's say 260 well, They
1: fucking did that, so uh, there was a guy, because I know you don't pay attention to the NFL, but this probably would have been, like, 7 there was a weight years limit? ago. Well, no, there, there was a guy who, part of his contract, his name was Eddie Lacey, he was a running back for the Packers, and, like, he was a big dude, but, like, yeah, he was yeah. quite good. But, like, he had a problem. Like, he, in the summers, he would balloon up pretty good and they had like in his contract like bonuses that were tied to what his like weight was was, and that was that was it for me i'm like oh my god this is great
0: i've 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 heard of that i've heard of that and it was on it was on an mma show because someone there was someone in the ufc who had that as well because he was a heavyweight who was coming in too too big He's coming in over two sixty five, so they actually gave him an extra weight, like a weigh in bonus, because he was good. Like, and he had cardio, and he could do these like crazy spinning wheel kicks because he was a kickboxer. He's just a big boy. He'd do backflips after winning. He's just he's just a big boy. And so, but but like he was more on the like okay, it's not that like that athletic fat. It was like no no like you're eating too many Big Macs. way, way in you know day or like weigh in week. Like get your shit together stay off the mcdonald's and we'll give you a grand what
1: the fuck is the point of having a heavyweight category if you can't be as heavy as you fucking want see
0: that's where that's or open a super heavyweight you know 250 and up
1: sure do either one but like to say that like you're at the top and oh no someone's too big for that like that sounds like
0: the only reason is because that's the biggest weight description uh discrepancy division right where you can have 205 to 265 versus every other where it's like condensed it's fine, but so, if
1: you're 205 don't take the fight with this dude like
0: well most of them come in at like 230 but double. yeah 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 no i i get you and yeah put it this way if you're fighting heavyweight and you're coming in at over 260
1: shame fighters
0: if you're coming over, if you're coming over 265, dude, like just become a light heavyweight at that point and just lose the extra, <laughs> lose the extra love handles. That's what I'm. That's that's my that's my opinion. Because there's some heavyweights like, like Francis life. Ngannou who comes in and he is a yoke to the max, right? But it's funny seeing him go up against a a guy who used to be a middleweight and who's moved up because he just likes to eat. <laughs>
1: all the power to him though if he can literally be fighting in a class that's higher than what his muscle weight is because he likes food uh, that's like my new favorite fighter
0: there was one who was really really good at it. his name was Roy Nelson and he was like he had really good cardio he was a, a black belt. and he would jump he would jump up on the cage and, and someone in his camp would throw him a Burger King burger and he'd just rub his belly after after winning Jesus yeah he had a good Burger King sponsorship not as much as McGregor, though. But, anyways, uh, that's it for the show, ladies and gentlemen. Um, what a week it's what a week it's been. Uh, highs and lows as a wild fan, nothing but highs as a Canucks fan, and as a fight fan who watches hockey. I mean, it's been a rich week of fights, so I got no complaints there. Gopher fans are happy. Um, hoppy. I mean, not a bad week to start off with the National Hockey League, eh?
1: But it's one week.
0: It's, it's just one week. week. But it's one week right. signing off I'm Isha Jerome alongside the State of Hoppy this has been the Soda Pod presented by our friends at Better Edge 7th Avenue Pizza Northland Vodka and Waggle Golf we good men? good don't fear just drink some beer get out to Drecker this week or sorry get out to Dangerous Men this week ladies and gentlemen oh, last no, week to off. do so I mean, and if you can squeeze in Drecker as well go there as well and stay wild